Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right. What, what football <clears throat> what football gym names would there be? Gabriel Barbelza. <laughs> uh, Creatino Sprilla. <laughs> Elliptical gunner soul shot. <laughs> <laughs> should we come back to this? We yeah, should, yeah. Bring us Castelli, who's just received his second yellow card, and that's a red, and Arsenal are down to ten. It's going from bad to worse on the opening day for Arsene Wenger. Welcome back to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Vidijan Hantaraja. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Picture the scene. You're at the football, supporting your team. It's cold. It's dark. It's raining now. And worst of all, the idiots you support have given away a penalty in the last minute and lost a boring game 1-0 to the feckless team your dullard brother-in-law supports. It's November, and your season may as well be over already. You turn to your fellow supporters and ask, why? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> I don't know. Hope. Hope is why. Because next season, it might be different. And where does next season start? In beautiful August sunshine, with your exciting new signings running out for the first time, everyone starting afresh and the feeling that this time it's going to be different because this is the opening day of the season. On the opening day of the Premier League season, the form book is going out of the window. 
It's a day of renewal, of relief that your team are back, that football is back, and that we're about to do it all again. Yes, with the opening day of the season upon us, we bring you the Football Rambles Guide to the opening day of the season. It's good, isn't it? it it's nearly here. It's well, nearly it's exciting. here. Yeah, I've got my new kit all ironed. Yeah. I've got the names ironed on the back of my uh, shirt, which is risky because the transfer window is still open. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ready to get going. And Ben Arthur's still not been brought in. <laughs> yeah, You're hoping. Ben Arthur, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm actually quite invested in the Newcastle sit, this, sit kit this season because um, I hated that there was an accidental four on it. Oh, yeah. It, yes. it was, just, yeah. It was okay, really yeah, yeah. visually jarring. Okay. Yeah. It, it annoyed me every time I saw it, and now that abomination is over. <laughs> Weird patterning that. I, I, um, I thought about getting the new kit, the new Manchester United kit this, uh, for the start of the season because it looks quite nice. Mm. And then being an older gentleman, I thought, why don't I just wait until April and do what I did last year? Yeah. And then I thought, no, actually what I did last year was I paid £150 for two shirts. So why don't I, I can just do that up front yeah. because I didn't save any money. <laughs> and the person I, whose name I got on the back, Paul Pogba, is no longer there. I, uh. I think it's quite freeing men of a certain age, aka I'm 41. Uh, no one's going to call me out and have not fake stuff. No. You know, yes. I'm not in the schoolyard yeah. anymore. I can just get it cheap in China. <laughs> cheap from China. Absolutely. Yeah. No one's going to know. I was watching this guy unboxing like a load of, um, like a, sometimes like you can buy these like uh, uh, kit boxes and you get like 10 kits or something in a box. And, Ooh, and it's you surprise. don't know what they're going to be. You don't know what they're, they're mystery boxes. Uh, and this guy, and he was trying to figure out whether because he was known on YouTube to be like an influencer, whether he was getting better kits than everyone else. And it turned out uh, he mostly got fake ones from both sides. So oh, no. Mostly just fake kits. But he was showing them, he's going, well, I mean, that's clearly a fake kit. I was going, oh, it looks all right to me, man. I'll yeah. Yeah. Send it me. Yeah. Send it, it me. Yeah. I'm sort of an influencer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, one of my favourite things about the opening day of the season is um, you can really tell when some teams aren't ready. Yes. Mm. Like you yeah, get some yeah. shellackings sometimes. And also yeah. you get some really up and down games because you get the perfect storm where both teams aren't quite ready. So it's yeah. a little bit all over the place. And it's usually defenders, isn't it? They haven't quite got their system. They haven't got quite familiar with each other. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, like uh, we'll come on probably talk, to talk about um, 1996, but there were some absolute stonkins. Apart from the three-all draw uh, between Derby and Leeds and uh, Middlesbrough and uh, Liverpool, Knott's uh, Forest beat Coventry City 3-0. Man United beat... Um, uh, well, it's down here as Milton Keynes Dons but obviously uh, Wimbledon 3-0 there were goals flying in all over the yeah. place nobody could defend that season first Absolutely. week yeah I mean the, the, the Wimbledon we might as well just come straight onto it mm. that was the game in which um, David Beckham scored from yep. from his, his own half wasn't it people <laughs> talk about it being the, the halfway line it was actually from within his own half yeah. and that no offsides I, what a moment the keeper though. probably went He's in his own half. Am I offside? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be offside? What? But, so, I've got to come back onside now. Yeah. <laughs> On the same day, Ravinelli scored his hat trick, his debut hat trick yeah. um, against Liverpool for Middlesbrough. Right. And, and like, that's got to be one of the most eventful opening days ever. Because those are two really, really iconic Premier League well, it, things. It, it looks better now because Liverpool are a force now and they weren't quite a force back then in the same way so I think but I think I remember being in the uh, in the region when Ravenel was knocking them in for fun it was just yeah. so exciting and he looked about 50 yeah the white feather because obviously he had you know he had grey hair really really early one of the most eventful 
seasons in Premier League history for any player, I think. He's, he scored 31 goals in 48 games over, over the whole <laughs> season. Yeah, he, he, it got to two cup finals, they lost both and got relegated. And he was an absolute icon there and he spent his whole time there slagging off Middlesbrough. <laughs> well, you know, you know what we were saying about, you know, the opening, you said at the start, the opening day brings excitement. Imagine those Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough fans having a pint at the end of that first game thinking... We might do quite well here. <laughs> right. I'll tell you we what. Might put a cup run together. Yeah. He's going to keep banging them in. I mean, he did. Yeah. And they did put a cup run together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Quite. Yeah. What a weird, what a roller coaster of a season that was. He was yeah. absolutely incredible, though. But bear in yeah. mind that season also. I know we're not talk, really talking about this, but that season finished with Middlesbrough being unable to put out a team against Blackburn, hence why they were relegated. Right. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. <laughs> absolutely. Ma- just. Just an absolute basket case of a season. Just back, I love to, it. Yeah, just back, back to that night in the pub. Yeah. Honestly, this is going to be our year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so strange. Do you, when, you, when your club signs new players and yeah. you're gearing up to the, to the first day of the season, yeah, retail or the new season in general, in general, do you have a little daydream? About like the moves the players might, oh, might always, make. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. I yeah. hope I never. I hope I'm doing that when I'm like seventy. <laughs> but I'm like thinking about all the defenders we bought. <laughs> oh, Sven Botman's going to be slaloming. He's not going to be doing any slaloming. Yeah. Don't worry oh, about he's going to be making some blocks, some, <laughs> some sick blocks. It shows you how spoiled that I was in terms, or I am rather, as a United fan. That all this talk at the start of the season, you know. Bear in mind, Frankie De Jong chat started before the season, before the last season had finished, right. and he's st- and he's in this weird impasse now with the club, with Barcelona and Manchester United, just on the on the outside waiting for them to make up, but realizing that there's not much noise coming from the hotel room. Yes, <laughs> and he, he wants to say stay with the guys who are in seventeen million euros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's going a bit Tony Soprano there. Um, but like when Eric, Christian Eriksen was announced and they did his announcement video, I was a bit like, okay, sure. Uh, and 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 who else? And who yeah. else? So there's a real disparity between people, you know, I suppose your excitement and Pete, your excitement, and also my sense of like, we're doing it again. Yeah. This is really <laughs> annoying. And then worrying that the first game of the season, they actually do quite well and think, oh, we you don't know need anyone. Fred and, McTom- Fred and McTominay, it works. <laughs> what? It's just needed all these all this yeah. time to gel together. And Harry Maguire's back. That's yeah. fine. Do you what? not do you not think that um, seeing Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson arrive? Uh, I don't even think it's Old Trafford. Wherever they were arriving for summit talks with Cristiano Ronaldo, it's just a great sign. It's just a great it's sign. A great look, all over, isn't it? Really? Even if it's purely coincidence, it's a, it's a great, great look. Like Winston Wolf at ninety years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's quite a frightening day as well, isn't it? Before, if your squad doesn't feel ready, because then. If you if you have an absolute stinker on the opening day, all yeah. the agents are like, <laughs> yes. whack five million on him. Yeah, nice. and like the sense that your squad isn't going to be quite ready at the start of the season. And let's be honest, most football squads throughout history aren't ready because you no. you essentially want multiple players who are, who are really <laughs> kind of in their prime in every position. And it's like what squad ever has that sort of balance. But um, for, for it me, can be quite anxiety making. Yeah, and and for me, my main anxiety is um, waiting to see what match of their titles we're going to get. Yeah, you know what Ooh. I mean because you get new titles every year, don't you? You do. Mm. My favourite was um, I think nineteen ninety seven. Um, it was so wonderfully homoerotic. It was um, do you remember Sol Campbell with a pair of pliers just screwing in uh, screwing in some studs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. right, oh, yeah. righty. Pulling up his shirt and, yeah. and to reveal a match of the day shirt, you know, some kind of bit uh, foreshadowing, bit of foreshadowing for, for for what happens later. Joe Kinnear punching the table, knocking a tea everywhere, bit and, of foreshadowing, and and, and 
a really where's Simon Bird he's not a journalist yet <laughs> even and, and like Alan Shearer looks Simon like he's at the moment. Uh, Alan Shearer's doing some soft focus kind of looks at the camera and Roy Keane smiling it's all it was Eerie. all a bit sexy I go back and watch that again and then at the end one of the final shots of the Manchester 1997 uh, new title graphics um, David Seaman and Ian Wright are together in a room and they've got some like kind of like cool lighting but they're just they're just by themselves in a room sitting way too close like their legs are touching the entirety of their legs are touching it's so fucking horny lads I can feel that I'm going to go down a rabbit hole watching old <laughs> Match of the Day intros now yeah. it's not something I've ever thought to do so kinky but I think Match of the Day is a big part of it in a sense though isn't it a great example would be when Alan Hansen said in 95 that I think did Man United lose, I think they lost three what to Villa on the opening day and, no. and and essentially this was the, the the time that all the kids came out the you know skulls and 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 I think Beckham came on as a sub and, yeah. and the Nevilles and, and Nicky Barton and Ryan Giggs had been there already but was still quite young and that was when Alan Hansen famously said you'll never win anything kids. with kids oh, and that was it yeah <laughs> and then obviously Man United went on to win the double it's when Alan Hansen famously said oh who are those kids <laughs> <laughs> that must have been How satisfying many kids are they? on yeah. a personal level Vish because that was a yeah. Huge yeah. thing at the time, wasn't it? Good match of the day was, you know, like f- five billion people would have watched it because there are only four channels. So you, like, that stuff <laughs> yes. really, really resonated. Yeah. So a friend of mine is a Nottingham Forest fan, and he is so happy to be included on match of the day. So that was a, that was I the point I was going to make. Yeah. This is a thing that, as supporters of you know clubs who are regularly in the Premier League, that you forget how significant that is. Yeah. You just take it for granted, don't you? Yeah. Especially now that if you wanted to watch the highlights of a game, you can get three minute highlights on. Sky Sports YouTube page at 5.15, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, I found myself watching Match of the Day, you know, less and less, mm. unless I want, like, a Sunday treat, whereas before I'd be like, right, 10.30, here I am, like, I'm going to yeah. watch this. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, for teams that are new to the Premier League, this is the pull, isn't it? This is You're, you're part of, you're at the top table. I mean, you know, the bottom of the top table, but you're yeah, there. But you're still there. They the can't scraps see are you. actually quite nice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Jesse and Lingard just fell off the table. Yeah, so he has, ooh, yeah. Gobble that up. That is a, actually the way you've described that is a bit like you know he, he, it's his party. And it's like you know I'll just go around and talk to everyone, <laughs> and then come back to the original spot I picked for myself, which is my favourite spot. Yeah. <laughs> so Premier League teams have spent over a billion pounds this summer, which is you know fairly fairly standard at this point, isn't it? So uh, you know as we've kind of touched on already, a lot of fans are going to have very high hopes um, for. For the season. And the Premier League fan hope table was released in July. Jesus um, Christ. Everton ranked bottom with 4.9 out of 10. That was shortly after they lost 4-0 4. to 4.9 hopes out of 10. United, 4.9 <laughs> hopes. Uh, Newcastle have risen 17 places. I think oh. you're, you're, you're third in, in the hope table. That's nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you... It's like a hopegasm, isn't it, I suppose? You I kind suppose. of like... You've had no hope and then suddenly in a, an eruption of hope... Yeah, it's quite dangerous, actually, you. that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Apparently, if you careful. sneeze eight, eight times, you can get one hope. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I mean, who, who have Everton got first match of the season? Oh, it's Chelsea. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That could be a bloodbath, and they'll still be Everton by the time they face them, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like teams who are, have had a terrible back end of the season last season and haven't uh, reinforced, and also teams that are coming up, they they need to hit the ground running because yeah. you 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 spend um, August September stinking up the place. The manager's going to yeah. go. You're not you're not going to be able to sign players for uh, another three months. It's going to be a nightmare. See, this is exactly what happens, isn't it? That that instant catastrophizing. <laughs> yeah. So the moment that final 
and moment that you know whistle goes and you and you get tonked on the first day, this you is this like, is how oh. it all feels. The instant pressure, and it's very <laughs> very real too. Like yeah. I, I, again, it comes back to those teams not being ready, and I think for that reason we have quite mad things happen quite a lot. Arsenal have been involved in quite a few of them actually. It used to be fairly consistent on the first day. So when Lauren Koscielny made his debut, he was stretched off at half time, and this was the opening day against Liverpool in 2010. After Joe Cole, who was also making his debut, lunged in on him and got sent off. Koscielny then made it back onto the pitch for the second half, but got two yellow cards in injury time. So I mean, just <laughs> some people just aren't ready. Although you know he had that in him. And the season after that, Jovino was sent off on his Premier League debut for slapping Joey Barton. Sounds off. Starts off sounding unreasonable. That yeah, doesn't it? You go, yeah. Ah, well, you know, had off his, you're had only going to get two half. chances a season. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well get him in. I suppose you can't hope for that cup draw, can you? No, <laughs> might be injured. Oh, it's man. such a you know the um, like that kind of angst. And I suppose it relates a little bit to Everton as well. It comes from... Because this was a period where Arsenal was starting to to teeter a bit, where mm. it felt like, you know, the, the world was starting to realign, or rather the top of the world was starting to realign, and Arsenal weren't really there. part of it. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of felt like they were in this clutching phase, and like mm. things like that started to happen. I'm not saying that's the start of, like, mm. what people used to term the banter era of Arsenal, but it did feel like around that era... Stuff happens to them, and like you know, the famous phrase that you used of football happens to Arsenal, yes. stuff was happening to them as well, yeah, very much. So it's really just like in the eye of the storm constantly. Um, one of my favorite things we talked a lot about teams not being ready, it's when players aren't ready, mm. you know, like Eden Hazard is not just like defensive about what he does on his holidays, he is like belligerent about how I would say his, proud uh, yeah proud it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I had a great time on holiday I ate so much yeah like so so much and he's always maintained like it's, it's no one else's business it's like after we moved to Madrid as well like this huge <laughs> huge marquee signing the replacement for Ronaldo I love that it's uh, like I always think that it because he um he's quite a funny character and he has like I think he has the same group of friends he grew up with mm. and you know like you know when you're young your friends like dare you to do stuff I like the idea that someone was like chatting to him, like, you know, like this is like incredible move in your career. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It'd be so funny if you turn up fat. <laughs> it would be funny. Yeah. yeah let's start would. eating. Yeah. Let's eat everything. <laughs> we always used to have, I think when coming back, I think for three or four seasons, I think, well, it couldn't have been as long as three or four seasons actually. Hatton Ben Arthur and I think Media Bede uh, were two players who came back consistently chunk us, yeah. <laughs> consistently overweight, which is quite funny because uh, Hatton Ben Arthur wants to try to throw. Um, a fridge at, at Alan Pardew which I endorse obviously yeah. I endorse but uh, we always had like we always after had... he'd emptied it <laughs> yeah, exactly. not a mini fridge either a mini fridge might just about be doable yeah a full I guess size so fridge yeah. Fridge smeg no yeah. Yeah. remember um, John Parkin at Stoke yes, yes. he would uh, he would come back and he would have um, he said he, he used to have fitness coaches at every club but every time they tried to give him a diet sheet he said he used to leave it in his um, boot he said a boot full of diet sheets back in the day. Um, and he said uh, he, he would always be, um, uh, so in the morning before a match, he'd have a full English breakfast. Um, he frequently Fucking turned no. to a tuna a, a tuna crunch sandwich. Now, what is tuna crunch? What is, crunch? What is the crunch? Tuna and tuna? crisps? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think you can also get celery to give it that crunch. I think it's just... Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if he wanted a healthier option, celery, but it's probably crisp. Yeah. Just, just crunch the bones of a, of a tuna <laughs> fish. I don't know. It's pretty heavy stuff, but he would he would just always just turn up a few. A fry-up. Like at least a, a stone every, every 
before a professional football. And like he played in like the top three tiers consistently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jamie Vardy's omelette and Red Bull is one thing, but a but there's, up but is there, so heavy. Even in, in Jamie Vardy's mad world, there is, you can see the thinking there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, if I'm not any good, at least I'd be fucking up for it. Park <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it. Imagine the burps. Oh. Oily, I just antacid, I trying was... to take, trying to just slam antacids at half time. But imagine if energy gels, him, but it's just gaviscons. Imagine you're marking him and he's just like huffing and burping <laughs> and like you can smell him <laughs> from a mile away. <laughs> you know when you like, you know, I, I have, I primarily have um, fry ups when I'm hungover. Yeah, mm. and you know when you get that like two p.m. sweat, <laughs> it's that. Mm. Yeah, I've grabbing played... your shirt, but like, fucking hell, played... or your shirt turning see through. Yeah. <laughs> Although actually, we all know that exercise is how you you know is what you need to do. We never do it because it's horrendous. But yeah. if you're playing a football match, actually. Maybe it burns it off. Maybe it, it worked for John Parkins, so maybe we're wrong. Maybe. I, was, I, played, I played football last night and uh, I'm on a health kick at the moment, uh, but I'm not very good at it. Uh, and uh, what I had for lunch was uh, a single slice of toasted bread uh, with a lot of gherkins in it. No butter in um, it. And uh, the Did he wrap it up? On it, just, in it. Yeah, just, yeah, just wrapped it up like a little like a little blanket. And uh, yeah, I was, I was doing some absolute bluffs at football last night. Absolutely stinking I was. Great. Olympia walked into the kitchen once where I was hungover and making myself a bacon sandwich and there was only one slice of bread I didn't realise I'd made all the bacon and I buttered it and she said it was the saddest thing she ever saw because rather than put the bacon on the bread I used it as like a bread glove and grabbed <laughs> oh, to pick it and grabbed the bacon. <laughs> would, you, would you munch any of the bread? Like at the t- would you would the glove get smaller every bite? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So oh, I right. like grabbed it to like wrap it around and then like eat it like that. <laughs> and she said, "We're like two minutes away from a shop." <laughs> <laughs> those days are just those days, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Sol Campbell. Came- it was last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was this morning. Sol Campbell came back apparently, you know, looking a little worse aware when he was at, um, at Newcastle, wasn't he? And he said uh, the training kit was not very flattering and showed up all sorts of things. <laughs> I have so many questions about. That. Yeah, all sorts of things. Are you wearing a wire sock? Like, like a, uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it when you um, when you do some mischief when you lift something and you and you hernia? Um, and yeah, yes. hernia. Just a big old hernia whopping around. Yeah, how many different things could have been shown? Yeah. Strange. Really, really strange. <laughs> Not for the first or last time. Um Anderson as well. Um your your boy Anderson uh Vish, Oh, he from, was from a great little chubby fun yeah, He um well exactly he had the, exactly the same thing. He came back a little rotund um and he posted a picture of cakes uh in a patisserie on his Instagram and when people started sort of questioning him in the comments, he replied, I'm not fat, I'm sex, ha <laughs> <laughs> So That's uh not really sure what to make of that. Yeah. Well he's told you he's sex, he's not fat. Yeah, he's that's sex. true, that's absolutely true. <laughs> 1 size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. So we asked our listeners what their favourite opening day moments are, indeed what your favourite opening day moments are, and we've uh, we've had a few responses, Peter. We have uh, from Jack on Twitter, Ian Holloway's Blackpool playing four strikers and blowing Wigan away uh, 4-0. I mean, incredible stuff really, isn't it? I mean, it's bold. It's bold, away from home, just putting uh, four strikers in, but it, it seemed to work. Uh, from Richard, nobody in Leeds knowing much about Bielsa, uh, an indifferent pre-season and then turning up against division favourite Stoke and absolutely destroying them 3-0. Uh, we knew then it was going to be beautiful and it was beautiful. That's oh, class. That's nice. Yeah, that's class. Because I think... For that particular um, example, all the talk in the lead up to that first game was from, you know, the Andy Brassels of this world, yes. where people are like, look, he's a brilliant manager and explaining why he's a brilliant mm. manager. And as a match going fan, you're a bit like, just tell us if he's going to get promoted, if we're going to get promoted yeah. or not. Yeah. Like, we don't care about all that. Is it going to be fun? Is he good? Do you just like him? Are, you, are we being sold a dummy here? And mm. then to have that quashed at the first game of the season and it's lovely you know to see what happens since then is yeah. uh, it's very nice very yes. much it's all of those stuff. things uh, James has come in with uh, being a Villa fan it has to be the 1995 opening day where we were uh, where we slaughtered the uh, Manchester United kids 3-1 we won't talk about them getting the last laugh and winning the title or it being Needless the last time we beat them at uh, Villa Park that day was magnificent um, there's been quite a few hat-tricks on, on Premier League opening day okay um, have, have, do, you guys, do you guys think you can name them? Oh, who is likely for my team to score a hat trick? Probably. Well, I can tell you there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Just six, actually. So Les, not quite. Les scored on his debut. That's my generation. It's not Les. No, it's not Les. Vanis was scored two against Fulham. Not a hat trick. Yeah. Famously. To... <laughs> uh, it's a gentleman's hat. It's a baker's hat trick, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shitting hell. Yakubu? He's a. He's a hat trick. No, not Yakubi. Not Yakubi. Um, it's a tough one. Do you so, are, are Mitro's tra- going to make it? 
first kid <laughs> yeah he might do who knows okay well I'll put you out your misery Mickey Quinn against Arsenal in 1993 now that one you know is okay. very much from the annals a- another man who did not pre-season properly <laughs> yes diet wise well didn't have to no, no. absolutely uh, Matt Letizia against Forrest and I don't think they actually won the game I think they lost 4-3 good uh, Kevin Campbell <laughs> Dion Dublin Didier Drogba and Gabby Agbonlahor with a seven-minute hat-trick against Man City in 2008. Have oh, that, wow. Casey. Fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> all, again, all a, a, a real mixed bag of players there in terms of their careers. It shows you that actually opening day is a is a, is a weird one because people are at different stages of, of, of readiness. I don't know. I mean, they all look like... I mean, they're all established Premier League forwards, aren't they there? Absolutely. But then, you know, very few of them are near the top scorers list, mm. you know. Also, hat are quite rare in themselves. So it's, mm. uh, I, I suppose it adds to the randomness of it. But yeah, yeah, it's a weird collection of names. It is. You wouldn't want to have dinner with most of them? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not with all of them. No. Yeah, not at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Could um, be all right. So it's the Premier League's opening weekend this weekend. What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Uh, what am I looking forward to? I think... I am most looking forward to seeing a game of substance. I can't do preseason. I can't no. do um, as in like you know watching it. No, I was yeah. actually I was highlights. Do... Yes, but I'm not. Gonna I, was, I was double screening a Bilbao. Was it Bilbao? No, who were we playing? We we're playing some uh, Portuguese side. Um, Benfica, I think, uh, Newcastle last night, and there's also the Lionesses playing, and uh, and just. I, I just stopped watching the Newcastle match after all. Yeah. Joel Litton got sent off. I was like, I can't this. This is yeah. stupid. Just the Lionesses and old match of the day intros for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that thing of like, um, you know, the, there's only so much you can take out of pre-season as a punter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, people are, people get better access. So you hear more about plans, players and tactics and stuff like that. But you're like, yeah, this could all be, this could all be totally redundant in a week's time. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what I'm looking for. Seeing some like tangible progress from a United point of view. Yeah. And please don't lose to Jules Breach's Brighton. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that'd be a, what a terrible, terrible marker fun. that would be for you. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. So um, Arsenal were away at Crystal Palace, which was you know an absolute shellacking last season. So and the first went, game, the, yeah, the, the, right the under the lights that. as well, and it, it echoes of Brentford last season, which Arsenal lost. So I'm just hoping to see um, some some confidence and some cro- control, and just you know just. Just get a glimpse of what the new look team is going to be like, actually. How about yourself? I'm off. I get pissed at Newcastle. <laughs> yes. Are you Washington, going? Yeah. Wash them against um, Forest. Um, yeah. I, Who are your sort of other team, aren't they? Yeah. I do like, had I another do like team, a bit it would of be Forest. Forest. Eddie Howe has, um, I don't know what he's been doing and how he's done it so quickly, but he's become incredibly hench over the has summer he? months and mm. I really want him to disrobe at some point. Like Fernando Torres did. Yeah. Do you remember when he looked like a gym not quite as big. Not quite as big as him, but... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. How uh, he's looking pretty, pretty fucking muscular, and um, also, uh, uh, what's his bloody name? Oh Jesus. yeah, Have Jesus. Seen him? Yeah. Have you seen him? Is, he, is he having a midlife crisis? I don't. I don't know. Do you think more people are going to fight him? <laughs> Look, if you're going to have to, if you're going to survive in this city, you've got to be yeah. able to handle yourself. So Ed. yeah, I just want to see him uh, take his top off. There you go. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> and that... John Joe Shelby's got very thin as well. Has he? I'm, I'm wondering these very different body shapes happening. Oh, maybe Eddie mm. Howe's been eating John Joe Shelby's food. Yes, it's an abuse case when he had follow off closely. Oh, not another one. It's yeah. like kind of uh, you know when you sort of what was it when like all, all people get taken advantage of by carers? Oh yes, <laughs> it's a bit of that panorama. Yeah, <laughs> it's a panorama, Eddie Howe. <laughs> all or nothing's about to get pretty. very very dark. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, that is it for another Football Ramble Guide 2. Thank you very much for listening. We want you to tell us what you'd like us to chat about. If you fancy learning more about one of football's great players or managers or just one of its many maddening rules, then get in touch and tell us. Email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.